This is Jean Carragher, President of Capstone Marketing. It is my pleasure to be talking today with Corby Boswell, Marketing and Growth Specialist at Adams, Brown, Baran, and Ball, which we will refer to as ABBB, who was named the 2019 Rookie of the Year at the recent AIM Summit. Since joining ABBB in December 2016, Corby has played an instrumental role in supporting and growing his firm. His accomplishments are impressive, right? So listen to this, related to social media. In 2018, the firm's website, New Users, had an increase of over 4,000 from the prior year. Again in 2018, he was instrumental in creating engaging content that grew impressions from 7,400 in 2017 to over 74,000 in 2018. On LinkedIn, engagements more than doubled from 1,126 to over 3,000. Corby was also involved in the first Google AdWords campaign. Uh, the firm's business tax services webpage received over 1,100 clicks and over 50,000 impressions in the past six months. Corby is also part of the firm's biweekly pipeline review meetings, and in fact, he even fills in for the managing partner when he's not available. Uh, the pipeline has over $1 million in wins over the last fiscal year, and Corby contributed to that uh, new client wins by writing customized proposals for many sizable opportunities that the firm was involved in. And I could go on, but I know you want to hear from the Rookie of the Year himself. Corby, congratulations and welcome to the Capstone Conversation. Thank you so much, Jean, and what an intro. <laughs> uh, I am flattered. Uh, I am so flattered, and I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on Capstone Conversation. You are very welcome. It's always wonderful when um, we read about successes like yours, and you can attribute your su your success to specific results, which I know um, we all strive to do. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So let me ask you, and I know you've been with your firm um, just over two years now, um, can you tell us what you think the greatest challenge is in marketing CPA firms? I have a, a couple thoughts to answer this question. Um, the first one would be that, you know, technology is changing every day. I feel like I uh, I get an email or a newsletter in my inbox about once or twice a week, and it's a, you know a game changer in the marketing industry. So not only are we seeing in our practice areas that technology is coming in and impacting the way we do business there, uh, but marketing automation, for example, is certainly entering um, the marketing world as well. So uh, technology is happening. Technology is changing the way that we operate. Um, in addition to that, and kind of alongside that, is being a firm of the future. You know, there's a lot of talk about 1040 tax return work, you know, going away. You know, there's just a lot of shifting happening. And so uh, Barry, Mil Barry Melanson, um, you know, he, he gives a great keynote on what's going on in that regard as well. Mm -hmm. But the second answer to this question um, is maybe the, the ability to tell a good story. And so <laughs> uh, I think it's certainly a, a challenge in, in accounting marketing is, you know, how can you take something so technical, so legalese, uh, and flip it into, a, you know, a story that can be digested by the, the audience you're trying to target? Mm -hmm. And so right. uh, 
it's, yeah, it's a, sometimes a story hard about to make that those. riveting audit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly a challenge and, and a skill that I'm continuing to work on to to be able to flip that, you know, uh, and communicate and tell your story and you know sell your your firm kind of thing. Right. And doesn't that get back to um, Simon Sinek and the why? So it's not just mm-hmm. what we do, it's why we do it and, you know, what that means to our clients. Absolutely. It certainly does. I have a, a sticky note on my monitor here in my office that says, you know, show them what we are, not tell them what we are kind of mm. thing. And so we want to be able to show and, and tell good stories um, about who we are and what we do rather than say, hey, we do taxes and audits and CFO consulting. Right. So let me steer off course a little bit. Um, can you share with us the different ways you're collecting those stories? Yes. Um, so I do some interviewing. Um, we, we're we going through Gail Crosley's practice growth uh, model or practice growth initiative. Um, and so part of that is, you know, one, specializing by service line and industry. So we're making some headway there, which is good news. But part of that comes in this continued idea of thought leadership. And so thought leadership is certainly not new, um, but we are getting our service lines and industries, you know, revved and ramped up and out there producing content. Uh, and so some of that comes by way of me doing an interview um, and, and, you know, kind of getting it out of them and then, you know, prettying it up and in, uh, in terms of words and our approach and, you know, the pictures and how we want to showcase it. Um, there was a really interesting idea that came out of AIM Summit, and it's a no-brainer. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but um, it was Abby at Ray and Associates that said, you know, ask them if they've been answering questions for clients uh, in an email. You know, if there's a paragraph that they've been using to respond to clients, you know, can we turn that into a story? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I used her idea yesterday in our marketing committee meeting and I had two people on our marketing committee that says, you know, I do think I have a, a couple, you know, emails I could forward your way that we could massage into uh, some custom content for our clients and for the firm and uh, and, and position ourselves accordingly. So Wonderful. Uh, it's all about learning what you can and, and using what you have kind of thing. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. I often um, counsel my clients as well, you know, if they were to look at their inbox you know, what sort of questions are your clients asking you? Um, and if you've got more than one asking the same type of question, you know that you have more questions, more, more clients that are also asking that same question. Absolutely. So that, that's a right. It's a great way to develop content and, you know, uh, solve a, a need. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to totally reinvent the wheel there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Right. I agree. Um, so again, I know you've just you know you've been in this industry just a couple of years, um, and you've talked about technology and just how fast things are changing and being the firm of the future. Do you have a prediction for accounting marketing for the next five years? <laughs> That's a you know we can certainly throw a dart at the dartboard and we can make some predictions. I have a few thoughts. You know, I think automation is certainly going to, you know, it's already here and it's going to be, you know, increasing in its capacity and what it can do for us. Um, So automating, you know, those repetitive tasks that maybe we do that can be, you know, whether it's done by a bot or it's done by a CRM or, you know, some sort of task management software, um, automation is well on its way. And I think there's going to be some other new practices uh, or new best practices that maybe we don't know of right this second that enter into the space in the next five years. 
you know, uh, robotic process automation and bots and continuous auditing and all of those technologies that are, you know, they're popping up like crazy. And so uh, we're not completely insulated from that happening to accounting marketing either. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in, in more general terms, you know, I think certainly the trend in, in marketing in general and then also in accounting marketing is, you know, people are going to the Internet to look for you. So digital is uh, it's here and it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was an interesting session at AIM where they were talking about leveraging YouTube as its own kind of search engine, um, which was really interesting. So I have a whole bunch mm-hmm. of notes about that that I need to, to go back and decipher. And you may have been in that session as well, Jean. I'm not sure. Well, it, was it the video um, presentation? I forget it the was. name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was in there. I found that it was that was fascinating. That was an excellent session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the session overall, you're right, I think it was about video, but then she had kind of that section about, you know, how you can leverage YouTube mm-hmm. uh, and how there were, you know, it seemed like a bajillion people were out there looking around on YouTube, which is not a surprise, <laughs> but um, seeing that number on a PowerPoint slide in front of you is like, oh, yeah, there, there's a lot of people on YouTube. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, Corby, tell us what skills or factors has enabled you, uh, enabled accounting marketers to be successful? So as you're building your network and you're meeting people, what do you, do they have things in common? I think accounting marketers are go-getters. You know, I am um, <laughs> just interesting. You know, I probably met, you know, 20 or 30 new people at AIM Summit um, here just a few weeks ago. Um, and I think that's maybe the recurring theme is that, you know, it's the people with a lot of energy a lot of drive, a lot of passion, and they, you know, they get stuff done. And their their ability to think strategically uh, certainly falls into that wheelhouse as well. Um, I think accounting marketers also can and must be flexible. You know, I think that's – I didn't have any in-depth conversations with anyone at AIM Summit about flexibility, but um, you never know who's going to be calling you or emailing you or knocking at your door for help with something. And so being able to prioritize, you know, which which is the biggest fire to put out first is, I think, a skill that all, all, probably all professionals, but specifically accounting marketers, uh, need to to continue working on and and owning so that uh, we can be, you know, effective at um, addressing the the challenges that may come across our desk or Mm -hmm. some of those more fun projects, too. Right. I think you've just hit a hot button there when you talked about prioritizing, uh, because I don't know any accounting marketers who have a lot of spare time um, without anything to do, right? And I don't think you'll meet any either. So it's really important that accounting marketers be able to prioritize and focus on those most important, valuable things, because your partners may look at you and know that you're busy, but they might be wondering, what is he doing? Like, what, is, <laughs> what, is, what specifically you know, is he working on? So you do have to focus on those most important things and then make sure that you're communicating that back so that there's no mystery uh, on the part of the partners about what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a secret, but yeah, it is. that is an interesting, you know, caveat of working in a professional services firm, you know, Marketers and accountants, for example, tick in very different ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, so, absolutely. Communication is key. You're absolutely right there. Right, right. So tell us which of your personal skills has contributed most to your success. 
there are, I would say, probably two or three skills that I think um, maybe have set me up for for the best odds, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I would say is being will, willingness to listen. Um, and so I studied communication in college, and um, you know, there's whole chapters and books and classes out there about how to be an effective listener. And there truly is an art in being able to listen, um, whether it's in your home life or your work life or wherever you are. Um, you know, if you can't listen, you can't make sense of things, and you can't, you know, you can't go act on the things that you're supposed to be acting on. So, uh, being able to listen, I think, is a, a huge skill that mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm the perfect and best listener, but it's certainly something that I'm cognizant of and, and strive to become better at as I continue on in my professional career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of going hand in hand with that is, you know, I'm kind of a, an explorer by nature. You know, I really like listening to podcasts and eBooks, and um, I like to read. I have a hard time getting myself to sit down and be still and like read a book kind of thing, but I like to, I like to learn. Um, and so I think, you know, being willing to learn, I think is another skill and being able to learn is another skill. You know, it's a pretty dangerous place to be. in if you get to the point where you think, you know, everything there is to know, um, especially in a changing world, you know, like we just talked about, you know, technology is entering the space and, you know, things are changing. And if you're not changing with it, you know, that's not good for anyone kind of thing. So I couldn't um, agree more. Yeah, I, I think we are, we need to be learning our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Otherwise things get pretty boring and then you're, you're not relevant if you're stuck in the Absolutely. same, if you're stuck in the same spot. Yep. It would be a, a pretty boring world. I think if nothing ever changed. So right. it's all about, you know, Keeping up, you know, not not with the Joneses, but keeping up about trends and best practices and how you can, you know, further your career and yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so how can marketers gain more power within their firms or, or be more influential, if you will? Sure. So I think there there are several things that go into this, and it's not a you can check the box and you're there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that's something that's going to take some time and some effort. Um, I think the first thing that, or one of the first things that certainly comes to mind is, um, you know, you have to be effective at communicating, and in that, your relationships will come to fruition. And so you have to have good, strong relationships with the stakeholders within your company, you know, from all levels of the organization, you know, uh, we have about 180 employees, and I don't know all of them super well. Um, but, you know, something kind of cool about my current role is that, you know, if we hire somebody new, um, I get to reach out and introduce myself and say, hey, you know, I'm Corby. I'm the marketing person in the firm. Um, can I get some information about you to write up a little bio for the rest of the firm to get to know you that we post on our intranet? And so that's a, a pretty cool place to be in to be able to, you know, be on the front lines of, you know, introducing somebody new to the firm, mm-hmm. uh, communicating their stuff out to all 13 of our offices. So that's another caveat for us, too, is that we're super spread out. Uh, but then it's also the beginning of a relationship with people, too. So if I call them in a month or two, they, you know, they know they know who I am, and, you know, maybe they don't remember our conversation, but they at least have heard of, you know, me or, you know, the, our admin team kind of thing. Um so you have an extra challenge there, Corby, because you're with a sizable firm with 13 offices. Yeah, so yeah. when you talk about relationships and communication and being able to listen, I think that's even more important given you know the, the structure of your firm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we all spend a lot of time on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom, uh, you know, web conferencing is our friend. You know, that's a pretty, it's mm-hmm. a huge tool for us. And just being able to, you know, click a link and you can see each other and you can talk and you can get on the same page. Uh, it has been really powerful. <laughs> right, I bet. See, that's another way uh, that we've changed doing business. Mm-hmm. That it's all, you know, to think of, I mean, because honestly, you know, I have to admit that, you know, when I started my accounting marketing career, you know, we did have telephones, you know, thank goodness, but, you know, no <laughs> computers, no email, um, I mean, not, not even to mention Zoom, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I lived through the beginning and the end of fax machines. It just, mm-hmm. And now, as you say, we could press a button and we could be having a face-to-face meeting together, no matter how many miles apart we might be. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's pretty amazing. The um, the second thing I was thinking of um, with this question about gaining mm-hmm. power within firms, you know, there's another challenge that I think accounting marketers have, and it could be in other industries as well. Uh, you know, accounting or marketers and other industries, but sometimes it's hard to paint a picture of what marketing is in 2019 or, you know, as we head into 2020 here, you know, there's a lot of, you know, oh, marketing is, you know, this ad and, you know, this whatever it is and, you know, super old school method. And so being able to, you know, articulate what what is cutting edge and where should we be spending our time is another uh, piece that I think falls into it, and it's certainly a you know a delicate mix there. You know, you're forming relationships with these people, and so you can't just say, "Well, you're wrong," and here's what we're gonna do. You know, it's, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> there's Wait. some tiptoeing maybe that needs to go into there, and you know that listening piece about mm-hmm. you know hearing them out and asking the the important questions about, well, why? You know, tell me more about you know why we think we should be spending time you know on this initiative and not something else. So that's another right. second kind of falls into some several of the questions we've discussed. Right. And I think part of what you're touching upon is the ability to gain the buy-in mm-hmm. from the decision makers. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Certainly, certainly. You know, uh, account or marketing in general, you know, sometimes it's viewed as an expense, but it's certainly an investment in the firm. Um, and it's crucial to, you know, driving change in firms. It's really interesting. You know, marketing is so much more than, uh, you know, bringing in new business to the firm. I mean, there are things that, you know, committees that I sit on and, you know, just perspective that you can help others within, you know, your firm or anyone's firm, wherever you are. Um, you know, there are certainly things that you bring to the table in addition to, you know, being able to help people sell something and bring a new business yeah. to the firm. Right. Absolutely. So tell us your best piece of advice for accounting marketers. I would say the first thing, and I think I have two thoughts, so I'll start with my first one. I think that you have to be, and actually this is something my manager told me when I first started here, Um, you know, you have to be your own biggest fan a little bit in accounting marketing. So Mm -hmm. I'm a team of one currently, and so, you know, certainly I have, you know, people that I like to talk to, you know, at work, you know, we we do different things, but um, I certainly have a family of coworkers that I can you know, fall back on and share stories with. But, um, you know, marketing is, I mean, it plays a crucial role in the firm. And so, I mean, if you're not sharing your successes, you know, it's likely that nobody else knows about them. Right. So it's less about, you know, saying that, hey, Corby's awesome, and it's more about, you know, here are the here are the things we're doing to advance the firm, you know, communicating them in a way that gives everyone some buy-in. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give everyone some perspective rather than, you know, Corby wrote this really awesome article kind of thing. You know, it's not about that. It's mm-hmm. about, um, uh, you know, how are you communicating what it is you're doing? You know, that question or that comment you made earlier about, well, he looks busy, but, you know, what's he working on? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so you're right. Accounting marketers don't uh, – uh, that we don't have a shortage of things to work on. You know, I joked with my managing partner. Um, you know, he was talking about being, you know, somewhat – not him personally, but having some of our accountants be kind of an off-season now that it's not tax season. And so, he, you know, he made a joke that, you know, you probably don't have to look very hard for work. And I was like, yeah, you know, the work usually finds me. I don't really look at, <laughs> look for it. it uh, the work finds me. Um, the second thing uh, or the second piece of advice mm-hmm. that I was thinking of, and this really falls in line with, you know, aim summit is, I mean, you have to, you know, whether you're a team of one person or you have an army of marketing professionals at your firm, I mean, you have to build a, a team or a support network of people that you can, you know, bounce around ideas with. Um, I think that's maybe the, you know, the number one coolest thing about aim summit. You know, I hadn't been before and I just was there a couple weeks ago and I met some awesome, awesome, awesome people who know exactly what I'm working on. Uh, they get me, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. they get they, they get what it is and they all have insight into, you know, what, have you thought about doing this instead of that? You know, some of those best practices things that you, you know, maybe don't always know as you're sitting in your office trying to get your work done. Um, the insight and the expertise that's available through those professional associations like AIM uh, is hugely powerful. And so getting out there and meeting your peers, whether they're at your firm or somewhere else, I mean, people are super willing to, uh, to help uh, and to share ideas, and so that's really powerful. Um, you know, our firm is also part of the Leading Edge Alliance, or LEA, um, another good information-sharing tool, uh, probably a little bit of a, a less robust marketing group than um, AIM, but, I mean, for example, at AIM Summit, we uh, LEA got together for supper one night. You know, it was probably 15 or 20 of us um, getting to know each other and then sharing, uh, sharing best practices and helping each other um, you know, reach our goals and overcome challenges. So, Those are two great examples. And what you mentioned about AIM, about meeting people and sharing ideas and, and people's willingness to give advice and share examples. And all. AIM has been like that from day one, and you don't find that in every organization. So I'm, I'm really proud to be a member of AIM uh, and all the fantastic people that you meet. Just love them. Um, okay, so our final, well, maybe our final question. I might sneak another one in here on you, Corby. Um, but tell me, um, what is your best piece of advice for managing partners? I think it's a piece of advice that I give myself to. You know, I'll start by saying that we're really fortunate to have our managing partner that we do. He, um, his name is Brian Stats. He's uh, he's in the room right next door to me, so he gets to see a lot of me, whether he likes it or not. But uh, <laughs> that's good positioning, Corby. It's a great place right. to have your office. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's always wi- willing and uh, able to hear you out. You know, he, um, you know, he'll he'll tell you that he's not a marketer, but he's always willing to, you know, hear you out and give some perspective. And so the advice that I would have is the same advice I give myself too. Is like. It's all about perspective, so, you know, go share your story and help, you know, get get the help where you need it. You know, listen to people, hear them out. Um, there's truly an art to listening and being able to um, help move people forward. Um, 
the the second thing, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, you know, accounting marketers, well, marketers in general and accountants in general are two very, very different breeds of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I would encourage, you know, any managing partner to, to think of marketing as more than an expense mm-hmm. and to think of it as an investment in the firm's reputation, in the firm's, you know, financial health moving forward. I mean, it's truly uh, an investment in, in moving the firm uh, forward and reaching the goals that the firm has uh, for itself. Mm-hmm. Can I get an amen for that? I could not <laughs> agree with you more. Absolutely. Um, it absolutely is an investment. Um, so I am going to sneak one last one in on you um, and maybe have a little fun with this. So I mentioned earlier that you had joined your firm in December of 2016. So your first few months at ABBB was during tax season. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? Here's your first your first job out of school, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Give, give us just like a cliff note of what that experience was like. Absolutely. So I, I graduated and I moved here and then I started, you know, right away. So I was very fortunate to to have a job, you know, lined up or be extended to me right as graduation time. So kind of a, a sigh of relief there. Um I would say, it, I mean, it was, you know, January, February are pretty, um, uh, they're a little bit less stressful, I would say, for the majority of the people on our team. Uh, March and April are certainly more stressful, is what, I, is what I'm really trying to get at. And so I was very much in that new employee trance of, like, what is going on <laughs> in in the first few months? You know, I think it's uh, any new job, I think it's hard to get your hands wrapped around. Uh, and I think accounting marketing maybe is a little bit more, more difficult, too, just because it is a very, you know, it's a different world altogether kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so it um, it was special. You know, in a word, I would say it was pretty special as I was trying to trying to learn and trying to ask questions uh, and trying to get to know people all, you know, gearing into their busiest time of the year. And so on the other side of that, you know, maybe it was a good way to, uh, you know, get intertwined into the firm a little bit you know, a little bit less, um, you know, I didn't quite get thrown in head first. I got, you know, I could maybe step in one foot at a time a little bit since mm-hmm. uh, everyone was a little bit more tied up in their busiest part of year, part or time right. of the year, excuse me. Right. Well, coincidentally, I also began my accounting marketing career in the month of December. <laughs> I won't tell you what year that was because you probably weren't even born, but it was it was quite a while ago. Actually, it was at the end of 1985. And I received so many warnings of watch out, um, the tempers are going to flare, um, you know, watch out for this one. And I thought, oh, my goodness, like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> so given that information up front, it wasn't anything like what anybody described to me. You know, I mean, of course, there were some tense times and you understood just how busy they were, but it was nothing like what they had described. So I was pretty happy about that um, <laughs> you were delighted that it wasn't uh... oh, absolutely oh my gosh I was, I was expecting like you know fist fights in the hallway or something based upon what people were telling me but i i was fortunate and didn't see anything even remotely like that and here i am still today haven't scared hasn't, hasn't scared me away yet Um, We've been talking today with Corby Boswell, the 2019 Rookie of the Year. Corby, congratulations again. Well done. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) 